Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 58 of the Hardly Millennial Podcast, where we are young, dumb, and full of... Opinions. Opinions, and... Even more opinions today. Ooh, baby. Did you hear that, guys? This is our first three-person podcast. I'm so honored, you guys. So here we have, my name is Adam. Justin. And I'm Matthew Lynn. And we are the Hardly Millennials, ladies and gentlemen. So let's let's get to it, guys. Let's Dude, I'm excited for this one today. I am too. Me this is too. interesting. You know, it's like um when you take someone to like your favorite restaurant or something and uh-huh. you think it's just your thing. And then you take another friend to the favorite restaurant and now you two think it's your thing. <laughs> and then you see them at the restaurant together and you're like, oh, okay. I see. But in a good way. Always in a good way. Yeah. I mean, I feel it's more like, you know, you're with your friend at the restaurant and then you see your other friend who you really like, but you haven't seen since like college. And you're like, hey, come join us. Let's all sit together. <laughs> Is it like right? that? I think it's more like that. That's not how it feels like for me. Oh, well, I, I love you so too, dude. It's so weird to be in here with the both of you. But in a good way, I said. <laughs> good, good. So, Justin, what did you want to talk about today? You know, I thought a good topic, just knowing that we have a lot of different opinions, which is what this is all about, mm-hmm. would have been great to talk about today with the three of us. And I think it should be, do words matter? Well, do, do words they? matter? Like, like, do what you say, does what you say matter? Or yes. does, does how you say matter? What do you mean? Well, words. Like the actual, words. the actual words? Oh, I mean, I'm sure inflection has something to do with it. Going, bitch, or bitch, the same <laughs> word. And it matters that you said bitch because it's very impactful. But how you said it in that particular way makes it more impactful one way or the other. But you're talking about the actual words. Is it, are words arbitrary? Does it matter what you say? Or do they mean something? Uh, I mean, I, I think they mean something, but... The problem is words aren't violence. And I think that's kind of what you're getting at, right? Like how that's changed today. I'm glad you asked because the I'm getting at everything. I mean, I'm I'm talking about I mean, does it matter when in words in like lawmaking or politics versus friendships and relationships? Well, I'm I mean, I guess it just depends how much the person matters to you, right? If there's going to be something that upsets that person when you say it, and you know it could upset that person, well, how much do you care about that person's feelings being hurt? That's the thing. It's what are you accountable to? So I think what I've just figured out is what I feel about it is if it's on grounds of being subjective or objective. Okay. So in a court of law, words matter a lot in the verbiage of the law, but the way that you say something to someone should not go against you legally. Okay. So I think that words matter a lot Mm -hmm. and hold a lot of weight, but the issue that I think is with words is that we become desensitized to them quickly 
so words that are meant to hold a lot of power mm -hmm. don't anymore these days because we've said them so much or use them in different contexts over time mm -hmm. that they've lost that power. So that's why you kind of get this feeling that it doesn't really matter what you say when it comes to like society, maybe not laws, but talking with your friends, you know what I mean? Well, Whereas it used to, it used to hold a lot more power. I mean, I, it has to depend on the arena because I'm thinking, what planet are you living on? You can't, you have to watch exactly what you say all the time or else people want to crucify you for saying retarded. Yeah, but do your friends want to or do people who don't know you want to? That's why I Generally, it... when you're talking with your friends or people who you're friendly with, it really doesn't matter what you say. I mean, I say gay around you all the time, and it's not an issue or anything because it doesn't hold that kind of power. Right. Well, I don't think words matter as much as you think they matter. So do you think it matters that it matters to other people? When, on grounds of being sub or objective, like the law, uh -huh. it doesn't matter. Okay. It doesn't matter how this word makes you feel when you are trying to make a legal decision. So if you feel that way, how do you feel if you're speaking to somebody and you know that maybe saying something could possibly bother them? Do you hold your tongue or do you just tell them, well, get over it? It's... It's your problem, not mine, that you're offended by this. So let's say you like your boyfriend, you know, like it, what's, let's say he had a, a word. Let's say the word's chicken, right? He hates it when he's called chicken. But to you, that word is just a word. So would you like hold back from ever calling him that? Or would you call him that and just tell him, get over it? It's just a word. The, fundamentally, it'd be call him that and tell him to get over it. It's just a word. Fundamentally, okay? Okay. Would I make an effort just because I care about him? Yes. Would I be really sensitive to the fact that it really bothers him even when I, like, say, slip up or get upset and use that? No, it would not. I, I would not care. Okay. Even though he that. has actual, even though the word that you say to him invokes actual feeling inside of him. It would be more beneficial to him to get better about hearing the word chicken than it would be for me to compromise what I say in order to benefit him. So what if we're talking about words that don't have any kind of benefit in society? Like like ugly, foul words, put down words. I think those should matter in interpersonal relationships because all those things are subjective based on how you feel, based on whether or not you are compatible, how much you like each other. In a legal standpoint, no. All ugly words, racist words, Hateful words should be legal because you are allowed to say what you want in this country. But are you allowed to make people feel different ways? Yes, you cannot control how somebody feels. But you can control what you put out that can affect what they feel. They never had to feel that way if you didn't say those words. And saying those words wasn't detrimental to your health. Right, but it would be more beneficial for them not to be affected and to try to figure that out than it would be for anyone else to tread around them. It is much more beneficial. It's like getting vaccinated. You cannot run from a word. You have to be ready for a word. Hearing the word a lot, learning to be okay with hearing the word is gonna stop you from being so sensitive and therefore benefit you later in your life. And I mean, I agree. And I'll let Adam speak on this a little too here, but I agree with you, but I do think that it's, 
like you can't affect other people with what you say though is there's no there's no extra benefit to you for doing it yes there is there is the protection of your speech under the second or the, sorry the first amendment and we are all equal because we all have that so you cannot by any means ever tell someone that they cannot say something to you you absolutely can if there is a relationship there like you know, your best friend or your spouse or whatever, then you have to decide whether or not you want to compromise that for them. And that is your decision. But mm -hmm. it can't be someone else's decision whether or not you are allowed to say something. And I mean, that opens up to a lot that's happening in the world right now. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's more gray area because like at the same time, I, cause I, I agree with both of you. Like I, I do think from a legal standpoint, get the fuck over it. It doesn't matter. You know, you can't sue somebody over words. I, you know, I, regardless of what the word is, but at the same time, I also think people should make an effort to just be good rounded moral people. And if you know, saying something is going to upset somebody or upset a group, well, the, there's there's just as little harm to yourself for, of not saying from not saying it than there is saying it. So why not just not say oh, it? I most definitely agree. You should always try to not be a dick. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. You should always try to not be a dick. Um, and if you're a dick, you're going to attract dicks. Right. Well, so, so then so, I, I guess the question I, I pose to you then is is. If you knew, let's say, let's let's take your boyfriend out of the equation. Let's just say it's a random person you just met at a bar one night or something, mm -hmm. right? Or yes. a friend amongst friends. And you found out that there was a particular word that really hit them and bothers them, and they do not want to be called it. But you don't know this person. So would you be compelled to have more, quote-unquote, slip-ups through the night because you want to make it apparent to this person that it's just a fucking word, get over it? Or would you uh, silence yourself or try to hold back from using that word to uh, just appease this total stranger? Great question. So in that situation, it would be subjective. Mm -hmm. Is this person walking around each person and saying, just so you know, I do not like this word, do not say it around me? Mm -hmm. Or... Is, this, is everyone saying, hey, this is just a really tough thing for them to hear? I don't know what it is, um, but we try not to. It just upsets them. Right. Then that's also another one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Say I say the word and they look at me cross-eyed and they think that I'm a fucking heathen and now they're treating me like shit. Mm -hmm. Yep. I'm going to say the word again. Okay. Mm. But if I realize I slipped up. And they walk away because they understand it's a them problem, not a me problem. I respect that. And uh, I would try not to. But legally, I can do whatever the fuck I want. And you have to respect that. This is a free country. Yeah, true. You can go somewhere else if you don't enjoy the way that our conversations are going. Right. But yeah. But the, the sad part is we have a lot more people who are walking around and saying, just so you know, this offends me. So do not say it around me. And that is not a choice. That is not me deciding what you can say. That is saying that you may not say this Right. To it's me. becoming too preachy. Exactly. Yeah. I have kind of a super, like, 
a little bit off the wall scenario that I thought of that I want to see what your opinion would be on because mm-hmm. I don't actually know how it would go in real life. So let's say like Facebook exploded tomorrow and the word blue became super offensive, right? Mm-hmm. Just for whatever reason. Blue, yes. we all decided you don't say that anymore. It's super rude, okay? So then you decide as Justin to go into this restaurant, to go into restaurant X mm-hmm. where people are eating and, what, and a guy owns restaurant X. And you stand in the middle of restaurant X and maybe you order a drink, okay? And you just start yelling blue out loud. Just blue. Why am I doing blue. this? Because you have the right. You have the right to say whatever you want. Am or I... You're not yelling and make, let's say you're just saying blue very loud. Just blue. Mm-hmm. Blue, blue. Am I doing this for the the uh, effect to see if I can get a rise out of people? Is that why I'm doing it? No, totally arbitrary why you're doing it. Just you have the right to say blue. But there's okay. more to this, okay? So you're there. And everyone that comes up, you say, hi, my name's Justin, blue. And you're just offending people. And people start to leave the restaurant. Mm-hmm. They start to choose that you have the right to say that and they don't want to be around it, so they're going to leave. Right. And now the owner comes out uh-huh. and he sees people are leaving my restaurant. Uh-huh. I don't like this. And he tells you, you need to leave. Uh-huh. How do you feel about that scenario? And is he allowed to do that? Oh, hell yeah. If it's his business, if he's running his business... He could tell anybody he, to leave. He doesn't need it. So which one do you think is more important than the other, just personally? Do you think it's more important to have private rights or to have public rights? You need to have both rights. Um, so it's my right to say that, mm-hmm. but I can choose to say that and accept whatever, whatever consequences come to me as long as they are not legal consequences because my freedom of speech is protected. So if this person does not want me at their business because I'm bad for business, he absolutely has a right. And I would actually, I would would probably argue back if I didn't think it was right to kick me out. Um, But I would never compromise his ability to kick someone out of his business because I think that's very important. It's his livelihood. He has to look out for it. And my freedom of speech is important. I exercised it there and that's what happened to me. And I would accept that. Okay. But right. I can see that. Just so y'all know, and anybody listening, if anyone decides to get upset about the word blue, <laughs> remember that song from the 90s? Yeah, I'm going to type that in whatever forum I can where I find you because you are a garbage person. I was just being out. I picked just the most outrageous word I'm glad you did because it riled me scenario. just the right amount. I just think, I just think uh, it's dumb how we're trying to change definitions of things now. I mean, an an example doesn't really come straight to my head. Oh, I have one. But, okay, go for it. How about the word phobic? Oh, there you go. That's oh, a good one. Oh gosh, that's such blows a blows my word, mind. Isn't it? Okay, phobic means you're scared of something. Oh yeah, we know. One day, my brother said something that I said on Facebook was fruity. Because it fucking was. I'm sure Uh it was. It was very fruity. It was very filled with emotion about something that a lot of people don't care about. And (laughs) I was being fruity. Probably gardening or something. (laughs) It was about politics, but something silly. I really let something like get to me. And I shouldn't have. I was being a little bihotch. (laughs) Bihotch is not associated with any kind of gender, in case there's anybody out there who you know, words matter. I, I absolutely hate that we have to clarify that anymore. I know. Yeah. But anyway, continue. Words matter. See, this is why, this is when you guys I know love they do, how words matter. I know they do, but the pendulum can swing too far, okay? I, I admit agree. to that. 
And so <laughs> you overcorrect in order to get it back to the middle, is what I'm saying. I agree. But anyhow, um, the word phobic used to mean you were scared of something, right? right. And so my that brother, hate. so someone says to him, just so you know, calling somebody or something someone says fruity is totally homophobic. And it's funny because he has a gay brother <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who he fear, clearly feels comfortable enough to say something was fruity. Right. But clearly he's somehow homophobic now, obviously. Uh-huh. And uh, I mean, Islamophobic. Yeah. That's another one. People no. No one is saying that people... I mean, a lot of people are afraid of Muslims, I guess, when they have the reputation of blowing things up, like on planes and things, and then, you know, people were legitimately scared. I'd call that Islamophobic, and that wasn't necessarily right. It's a very small population that actually committed the crime. Right. So, but it's not necessarily that you're afraid of the entire... You're terroristophobic. Right. Okay? Yeah. Well, it, I, I mean, doesn't the word terror imply that part that we're afraid of that's what a terrorist does instills yes. fear in people but if you make a phobic <laughs> so i feel like you never had to put phobic in there yes, right just I agree. That but they're terrorists to, yes we're afraid order, of them in order for somebody <laughs> to villainize a natural association that you might have okay they add a phobic to it oh, call yeah. you one and it's just it's very unfortunate they do that but yeah all these different phobics and what it does really I think is people who actually have a phobia that's debilitating in their lives, I just think it bastardizes them. Because now any anybody is a certain kind of phobic. We can automatically say that it's a bad thing. We'll see the word lost its power because we got desensitized to it. And we started using it too much. And that's another thing that really bothers me too, is we live in this day and age now to where you can just say you are or have something. And because you just say it, it makes it automatically true. Oh, and, sure. and we've talked about this and we've made fun of this before of just how everybody has depression and anxiety now, right? I right. mean, I'm not even excluded from that. There was a time but I like was extreme that. Not a little bit of right. depression and anxiety. Like, Dehabilitating right, depression exactly. and anxiety, and you well, can always tell the difference because I because I, I deal with them a lot, and it's always this. It, it's a way to excuse an action. It's always used as a way to excuse an action. Well, why didn't you do this? Well, I, you see, I have anxiety, and it's a defense or, mechanism. Yeah, exactly. To not have to like deal with the world and issues. But but even with like the gender it's stuff, it's also right a now legitimate about. sickness in some people too. Well, I'm, not, as, I'm not illegitimizing. So that's what I'm yeah. saying. Just as way he was referring to as you know, if people were referring to things as being phobic to stuff. It's the same thing. Now there are people out there who truly suffer from anxiety who truly suffer from depression and it's just like they they'll come out now and say well i i suffer from depression oh i do too it's like no you don't (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's unfortunate because i mean everything is affected by that now you have to like go through screening to get you know medication yeah and if someone breaks up with you or if you break up with somebody and it makes you very very sad and then you start eating a lot and then you have self-image issues and all that, I am not going to argue that you are depressed. 
Right. Okay. But I'm not going to say that you are someone who suffers from depression. From depression. Exactly. No, it's situational depression. A, a situation yeah. happened that's sad. Every human being has situational depression at some point. Yes. But it does not mean you are a depressed person. It's yes. where is the stimulus coming from? If it's a legitimate misfire in your brain, that is suffering from depression, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you, if something really sad happens to you and you're really sad for a long time, you're depressed. Yes. Okay. Do we have a co general consensus on that? Because I feel like sometimes people don't understand that. You don't suffer from depression just because you're depressed. Right. Oh, well, yes. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just, just because yeah. you're, you're suffering from a, a sad situation that happened. Okay. You're grieving. You're yeah. healing from something sad. But you're not. So you are, you are depressed. The verb you would use is I'm depressed. Okay. But I am not a depressed individual. I think I'm a, I'm a little more yes. delayed today than I usually am on these podcasts. <laughs> That's no, okay. I, I think, think we're, I think we're all, all just trying to, trying to, I mean, at least me personally, it's like I'm so used to doing this with just two people. It is, it is kind of weird throwing a third person you, in there. You know, the hardest part for me today uh, is just, I'm so used to as soon as someone is done with uh -huh. a sentence or a thought, that's my cue to start talking, right? Right. And now it's like this different, sorry, viewers, to just totally break the immersion for you here. But <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of difficult. Yeah, it is. You don't just, just have to talk every time. We're just not used to it. <laughs> and now we're talking about something where whether words matter or not, and I'm like actually trying to filter my words because it's making me nervous, <laughs> and that's pissing me off and making me extra chatty too. Well, see, but words, words matter when how people view you rates your success. You know, with something oh, like YouTube, definitely. for example, yes. like what we're doing right now. Yes. You know, there's this balancing act in, in this industry here where us and everyone else who, who does this for a living, mm -hmm. they try to balance ha being true to themselves, right? And not giving up your values and yes. your morals. And so if you think words don't matter, trying to hold true to that, mm -hmm. but still, if you don't have an audience, you don't have a platform here. Well, so if you go and you offend your whole audience in this situation, mm -hmm. you're just not going to be doing it very long. Exactly. Well, so it's, a, it's a tightrope. Your audience will change. That's all that will happen. Well, it's well. I, so I, I agree with you. The audience will just change. I mean, there's definitely a line. You know, you don't cross. But yes, for the, you're right. But. But at the same time, too, what I've noticed from doing this and also being somebody who's watched things I've said and things like that on the YouTube channel and the podcast oh, yeah. is and I think this is actually a new way that a lot of people are developing to have conversations, because what will you and I do, Matthew, if we say something that's a little risque, we'll say it and then immediately go and say, no, I'm not referring to this. Oh, the first thing you have to do is this. defend yourself. Yeah. You have to. But I notice that in just everyday conversation now, you know, uh -huh. there used to be just a general consensus of like, oh, I know what you mean. We're but now you have to go back yeah, yeah, and add, you know. Uh, more detail so that people truly disclaimer. understand. Yeah, a disclaimer, absolutely. Always with the damn disclaimer. It's mm -hmm. exhausting, dude. I think it I've done is. three today. Yeah, <laughs> it, I believe it's, it. It's true, though. <laughs> I mean, there are, there have definitely been podcasts that Matthew and I have done that have been a little heavier topics, and yeah, it's like the entire hour, like half of it is just us going back and justifying our statement. Okay, it's, so you said when when the way people view you matters, right? So you uh -huh. brought up. YouTube or making a channel so appealing to the public, I would say that is a subjective platform. Right. Okay. 
But what about a job interview? Job interviews are a subjective platform. You want yeah. to blow yourself up, really. You want to sell yourself, but you also don't want to sound conceited, right? So you're trying right. to figure out the right it's way. It's a balancing act, But for that sure. is, that's also a subjective platform. That's a place where, you know, it's, it's capitalism. Yeah. You're trying to become something that's the most palatable so that it is chosen. Mm-hmm. Okay, when it comes to the law, I think that's where... I think that's almost the conclusion right there. I mean, for me, when it comes to a system that is supposed to be completely objective, right? Justice is blind. You shouldn't have to worry about whether or not something is favorable, whether you use the right word. Everyone should be held to the exact same standard. You're not trying to appeal to an individual. With the law, I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's just, I have to really bring it home there because we're just experiencing so much of this you know um when it comes to i mean essentially i mean if we're going to talk about whether words matter we have to talk about the current administration of our country well but oh go for oh we talk about daddy t all the time on this podcast we love daddy t is well talking about him at least (laughs) 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 Is, is anybody is anybody actually getting arrested in this country though for words no there's a lot of attempt to villainize words that's what's happening we want to make it to where we can do that I just totally footsied Adam under the table. Sorry. I kept trying to figure out what that oh, was. I, I just like, I get excited. <laughs> I <laughs> just looked down looking across today. the table like, what is happening? Why am I not invited to whatever joke? He's like, <laughs> he's like probably six feet away from me, guys. And I still managed to footsie him. Well, anyway, true. so yeah, let's bring Daddy T into this. What okay. about him? So I will definitely, as somebody who believes that the law should be completely objective, okay? Uh-huh. Um, not that it's always been completely objective by any means. There's a lot of corruption that really comes out, you know, with favoritism and everything like that. But I do not think words matter. I do not think that the words that any leader who is effective in our country ha- says, I don't think that any of those words matter. Like there's like there's just not time for that. Basically, he's dealing with so much other an, things that there's no time. You can evaluate him or them, whoever yeah. you are, whatever, as a person, but you can. I don't think you should be able to evaluate someone's performance as a political leader based on what you feel about them as a person if they are producing results. I don't think that the president needs to be a role model. I just don't. I think the president needs to get in there twerk things around, make rules, know how things work, and then make us more successful and more powerful. Yes, to an extent, but there still has to be a balance because it's still, you, you see this in, in jobs all the time, right? Mm-hmm. If, if you have, a, you could have a manager that's a super good manager, does everything they need to do, but maybe they just don't, talk to their employees very well. Maybe there's mm-hmm. they're keeping you in the dark. Maybe they come off, you know, bitchy, you know, when they're really not bitchy. Well, things like that can bring down the morale of your team. But then wouldn't and you can, say that's not producing results? I I mean, I guess, but I mean, you can make the argument that there are that like what if they're making all their numbers and stuff and it's a consistent, you know, rise. And but it, but the morale of the team could be down. That's not a good way to run a team either. Well, you ha- you have to look at this objectively, right? So well, isn't that objectively though? Yes, 
And no, you're not seeing the long haul. So if this is somebody with a trajectory of good results, uh-huh. and they are regular cheerle- regularly turning a team mm-hmm. over, but maintaining a lot of numbers, that is a good manager. Because somehow rotating a team out and having fresh employees is producing a lot of great results. Mm. So the way that he's talking to you is actually extremely effective. Because maybe but a man- then on a larger scale, you're saying that it's okay for the leader to think people as being expendable, and that's not okay either. I think it is okay if your goal is to produce a lot of volume, and it's doing that. If you're getting your result by your I guess you would say this is Machiavellian. The ends justify the means, right? Uh-huh. So if your department or your store or whatever is doing poorly, and one of the things that you're seeing is this turnover of employees, you have to look at that as a reason that it's doing bad. Okay, But you also, if someone's doing very, very good, and they are turning over employees really fast, you have to also look at that as a reason <clears throat> they might be doing very, very good. It has to be objective. So... Words do matter if they make things better. You should use better words to get better results if you don't have good results. If you have great results, your words really didn't matter. So I think that, first, you guys are comparing two things that are a little bit in different fields in that one leader is chosen by a higher leader to get very specific results. Mm -hmm. So a manager is chosen by a higher manager, and their job is to make the numbers go up. So however they achieve that goal is fine. Right. When you're the president, I think there's a very specific reason we don't call the president the CEO of America. America is not a company. It is a country. Now, I understand that it still involves money, and it still needs to be a profitable money-making entity. But the leader of America or the leader of a country is chosen, is voted on Mm -hmm. by all the people who will be represented by that person. So we're not computers, we're humans. So there is an element of humanity that needs to go into a president, I think. I only agree if that's what the people voted for. I think if someone votes for someone who's taking the humanity out of the position, then that is how the position should be performed. If it was clearly stated, yeah, if that was clearly what they were running on and, and they I were think, still chosen, then that's what the people want. And I think that's what the people want. I think but we then, are if so that's what the tired. Want, there'd be no issue. Oh, well, you are always going to have a bipartisan problem. True, true. And someone's choice in words is always going to be a great way to attack them. Always, no matter what part you're on. So that's why if we make it where words don't matter, you have to get down to substance. You have to get down to policy. Get rid of the words. Make them not not a qualification for whether or not you are good at your job or bad at your job. And then we can get to the root of the problem. Because right now we have people who are tripping on words of Mm. all the things wrong with our country and this planet. We care about the words it is absolutely ridiculous. We are talking about policy. We need to make more money, less poor. Okay? The words, to me, do not matter. The results do. If your words did not seem to matter when you were running for president and the people voted for you. True, true. Okay? Then your words do not matter when you are it's the president. It's certainly <laughs> hypocritical to go back later and say, you know, I... 
I'm now upset with you for what you said you were going to do all along. You right, know, that exactly. obviously that's not right, which in the current administration, I think you're seeing a lot of mm -hmm. since the beginning of, you know, Donald Trump, his administration. I think people have gotten upset with him over things that he clearly said he was going to do from the beginning. Oh, absolutely. I mean, nothing came out of left field. Well, the only people who are upset with him really are the people who were opposed to him from the very beginning who didn't like what he was going to do. Well, and I mean, we, those people all knew on election day when they saw that he won, that he'd buckle up for eight years. And then you have people like Ann Coulter, right, who's really upset with Donald Trump because he didn't fulfill enough of his platform. She really, really wanted something to be done about this wall and his willing to compromise on the wall really pissed her off and she was a voter and she voted for a president who said he was going to do this and he's not doing it. I'm not even a huge Ann Coulter fan. I think she's more of a troller provocateur than anything, but that's a valid point. Okay. Give me the wall. Don't compromise and say that all these people, if we can build some of the wall can have amnesty here. What a, you know, she was really upset about that. I didn't think it was a horrible compromise, but he, he did say, but I'm going to give you a wall. Yeah, but at the same time, and I understand there's always going to be a bipartisan, but you're still the president of everybody, not exactly. just the people who voted for you. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. in that case, I think compromise is very important. Mm -hmm. And I think it says a lot for somebody to be able to compromise on something they may have felt very strongly about in the beginning. So I don't think that's a sign of weakness. I think, no, I think it's strength. I think I, it shows I don't a think tremendous a, amount of self-control. I don't think it's a yeah. sign of weakness, but I do think that the opposing party needs to take the back seat when they realize that they were voted against. You can no, feel they're free. still fighting for what they believe in. Just oh, I know they are. Just because you think they're wrong doesn't mean that they don't think that they are right. Well, that's when I would then say, stop looking at the words and look at the results. Are you unhappy at the state of our economy? Are you? Okay, maybe give them a little bit more of a chance. Are you unhappy that it is now actually against the law to separate children from their families at the border? But the thing is, that's this is the exact issue we're having because you're stating what you believe, and, and I fully, you're somebody who definitely knows how to fact check yourself, so I do believe you, but you also have to remember the argument is the other side is taking what you're saying and going, you're wrong. Yeah. You know, and they're saying, oh, well, because of this and this and this and this and yeah, this. They have their own bucket list of bullet points yeah, that they so, can point so out. Yeah, so they're not going like, like I don't, you know, I don't, they're, they're not saying like what you have as an opinion. They're saying that you literally have the facts wrong. So you're, uh, I lost my train of thought well, here. But I'm going to be honest. I always invite these conversations, and it, my facts are never wrong. The but, way... Okay, really quick, just because I remember what I was going to say. All I'm saying is that you can't ask people to like take a step back because, oh, well, that's who's president. Now, I do agree we've gone too extreme. The other side's gone a little too extreme with you know their talking points and their preaching. But you can't just like tell the other side like, okay, like you guys lost this one, better luck in you know mm -hmm. four years. But you know, chill out for the next four years. Oh, I'm not saying that they shouldn't protest or exercise uh -huh. their freedom of speech. Okay, but I do expect them to analyze what is happening now as far as the results that we're having, and maybe just try to understand that the words aren't the important part right now because right now people are getting helped.
right now things are getting better. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like we are completely, or a lot of us are completely foregoing that thought process. You have to accept that you may have been wrong uh -huh. and just see what would happen if you do it a different way. Right. I don't think any political party has ever been completely right or, or, or not corrupt. Mm -hmm. Okay, I don't. Um, but I just feel that at this point, we have a large amount of separation because no one is giving the opportunity for the other person to succeed. I do not feel that when Barack Obama, whom I voted for, so I was very, very ready for anyone to really discredit him and, and just derail his, try to derail his presidency. I didn't feel that same crazy opposition on the other side. It was like, all right, well, here we are. Uh -huh. Let's try to make this work. There were haters. Right. But I mean, this is a whole nother level. This is absolutely yes. insane. Yes. Yeah. Insanity is a good so word. So where is the insanity coming from? Maybe that is where we need a little bit of reform. Oh. I'm not even answering the question of where it's coming from. <laughs> I want you all to decide where you think it's coming from. And please feel free to talk about this in the comments. I'm incredibly interested. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it comes from just bipartisan in the media personally. The, the hysteria think. is definitely coming from the media. I mean, let's look at the Russian collusion thing. There's, there's people who are... Media outlets that are still pushing the Russian collusion. Oh yeah, that like oh well, Mueller's reports is probably wrong. It's like this is the one you guys were all rooting for two years right. ago. You look it's like, like yeah, Mueller's gonna do it. The crowd is like idiots, yeah. and it's crazy. All they're going to do now is really play to people who do not care to research or fact check. Yes, you're gonna become the Tabloids. national yeah. inquirer. Yes, and it's disgusting. It's sad, and I'm seeing it happen on Fox News. I'm seeing it happen. Oh, it's been happening on CNN. Yeah, it's just turning into a essentially clickbait. Yes, you're mm -hmm. absolutely right. It's the it's clickbait. It's the television version of clickbait. Absolutely. And um, I've, as somebody who listens to a lot of podcasts, and I listen to a lot of uh, of these kind of political social figures that go on either as guests or I'll listen to their own shows mm -hmm. and things. And sometimes they'll talk about their experiences of going on a new show and having to talk to you know somebody like Tucker Carlson or whatever the equivalent would be on any of the other stations. And they'll literally go there, and the producers will tell them, "We want you guys to talk about this." Uh, I think Ben Shapiro was one of those. He was talking about he went on to, it might have been Fox, actually, and or NBC, one of those two. But he said that before they went in there, you know, he was very prepared to talk about this. And the producers were like, we want you guys to talk about the Russian collusion thing. <laughs> you know, they didn't care about what Ben Shapiro's opinion was about it. They just wanted that to be the topic, the right. talking point. And so, I mean, that's why I know, and I've said it before, that's why things like podcasts are becoming so popular because the, the intelligent ones out there, the ones that do care to do the research are, are seeing through the bullshit and they want to get now their information from somebody else that they know is going to do the fact. I mean, you're a perfect example of that, Justin. You know, you're somebody who I know fact checks and, you know, really does the research on a lot of the subjects. So when you tell me things, I never really feel the need to be like, oh, well, let me go check that really quick. Shouldn't we all trying to we should all be trying to make less opportunities for ourselves to look like idiots. We see it happen so much where. Somebody will share something without mm -hmm. reading it just based on the title. 
Yeah. You know, and you click on it and you're like, you didn't even read this. Yeah, you exactly. Did not even read <laughs> <laughs> You're an idiot. So do you, you know, DM that person and say, dude, you're an idiot. Did you read that? <laughs> you know, or you, you, you start a thread, right? Yes. <laughs> and before this person knows it, they're at like 400 comments on this thread mm-hmm. or something like that. And they're like, oh, I should have, I should have just read it. I should have not posted it. Yeah. I did it once. I'm not going to lie. I know. Uh-oh. I remember. I used to, so I used to work um, at home and I did that for a couple years. And through that couple years, I was living with Justin. And one of my favorite things to do it, when I was just home by myself, I had nothing to do. Justin was at work, but Justin would wake up in the morning. And sometimes the first thing he would do is write a rant on his <laughs> Facebook page. And Justin had just moved from Los Angeles. So he had a lot of people on uh, both this side of the fence for people who live here and more the liberal side of the fence for people in California. And boy was just through the day going and reading all of his comments and all the replies was so entertaining. <laughs> I remember that that crazy post. I mean, it wasn't the one that I misposted, right. but I was literally trying to get information. I just remember it. And that's when I learned how inflamed our political arena was at yes. that time. Because I always thought of myself as a feminist. I always thought that men and women should be treated equally and that we should all be equally um, praised for what we do well. And I've talked about that on this podcast before. So I didn't understand why, how could someone not be a feminist? Right. Okay. And I remember asking this question and no one answered to me, Mm -hmm. gave me an answer on what feminism is supposed to mean today it was all you're an asshole if you're not one or you're a man hater if you are one and i'm like can someone answer my question so i had the exact same thing happen to me so back in 2016 before the election um i found this video online and it was literally just remember hillary's slogan kind of like unspoken slow i'm with her no 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 (laughs) i'm with her it was the i'm always i've always been consistent right She just, that was her mantra. I do. I've I've always been consistent. (laughs) So I found this video popped up on Facebook once that somebody else had posted. And it was a 13 minute video. And what it was is it started off with her saying multiple times in different scenarios, I've always been consistent. I've always been consistent. And then it took things that she said, you know, back when she was the first lady or even a little bit after that. And then like, her saying the complete opposite today. And it was 13 minutes of this, of just clip <laughs> after clip after clip. And I, so I posted it on Facebook and I just asked the question. And I even said, I go, guys, this is, this is a serious question I have. Just anybody out there on my friends list who are Hillary fans, I don't, how can you keep saying that she's consistent and she's always been consistent when we have a 13 minute video here that shows that she hasn't been, you know? And I thought I was being very careful and polite with the way I was wording this and asking this. And same fucking thing that happened to you, Justin. I got a lot of replies and nobody answered my question. But what everybody loved to do is write me an essay about how horrible Donald Trump is and how much conservatives suck. And this, I was like, I, I just wanted, I just wanted to know why Hillary. That was, that was all. 
I wasn't. I didn't post saying I love Trump on my Facebook. Right. Facts. <laughs> facts don't matter anymore, though, Adam. I know. Facts that's, don't matter. That was my point. Not in words. reality. Not in reality. But to people, mm-hmm. to human beings on this earth anymore. Facts don't fucking matter, dude. We live in an age of emotion. But words do. But the thing is, I <laughs> wouldn't. Apparently. If facts don't matter, okay, fine. But I would much rather get a comment that says, says I don't fucking care about this because I care about this. Instead of just, like, I don't understand how a person oh, can see, see that and just say, like, <laughs> and just completely ignore it all That's the caveat to the world of emotion is mm-hmm. you're not allowed to admit that you're emotional. Otherwise, you look like you're wrong. <sighs> you have to you have to try to hide the emotion by calling it fact. Right. Yes. You, I can, actually, you can't just say that you're emotional. Right. I shared that video, uh, not uh-huh. not on my Facebook page or anything, with a friend who was a like working for the Hillary Clinton campaign. Okay. And I said, well, "What do you have to say about this?" And I sent it to him, and he says, "That video is loaded." And I'm thinking, well, no shit, it was loaded. It was loaded with contradictions right. coming out of her mouth. <laughs> right. You know, and then I was immediately unfriended. And it just super sucked because I really wanted to see um, his posts after she lost. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. It really made me excited. But, you know, it's okay. The, the things that we do for being right and love. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean... It's it is crazy how how polarizing it is anymore these days. You know, it's it's, well, it's really quite a unique situation. At least in my lifetime, it's been a very unique situation. Let's talk about words that um, maybe come up in our regular daily lives that we maybe bastardize. Because um, I know I have a different opinion on some of these words and people out there. But words like best friend mm-hmm. or words like love, right? Uh-huh. That's mm-hmm. a big one. Well, everyone has like four or five best friends. Mm. Uh, Typically, the concept of a close, best friend doesn't circle, exist yeah. anymore. Yeah, yeah. but it, there's always that weird. Oh, she, I mean, it's cool that she called her her best friend. I mean, I, I know what she means. You know, there's always a little bit of that. Well, because everybody wants to be the best now, don't they? Mm. Everyone gets to win, so I they am want the that. Best. With, they want that with friendship, also. But I mean, I but I see what you're saying though, because and, and I also see what you're saying. So you're referring to like I'm looking at Matthew, by the way, guys. So you're so you're referring to like a like usually small circle of friends. Usually that's like everybody's the best friend, right? Yeah, but uh, yeah. but like I would I but I also get like why somebody would just have that t- because like I would consider. Like, I would consider all of you guys my best friend, but I would consider, like, my friend Chris, like, my best friend. But I also have a lot of history with Chris, Mm -hmm. you know? I've known him for almost two decades now. So it's like, but I still put you guys above, like, you know... A, I don't know, a regular friend, I guess? You know what you I know? think? It right. is, I think I actually just figured it out right now in my head, thinking huh. about it. I think that the concept of acquaintance just uh-huh. went away. I think now as soon as you meet someone, you're expected to be their friend right away. Either their friend or nothing to them. Well, that's what we call yeah. it on the internet. So. Yeah, acquaintance <laughs> totally went away. So now you have friend, which is people who you know right. but don't really hang out with. Yeah. And then your best friends are the people you hang out with. When yeah, it used to I, be acquaintance, friend, well, acquaintance, and then Chris is your best friend. Acquaintance right. is somebody yeah, that, agree, right. that uh, you just don't want to call your friend now, right? Yeah. Oh, they're an acquaintance. Yeah, they're an acquaintance. <laughs> that, that went away. You want to make sure no that, that distinction is clear with that person for whatever reason, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, I think, I think it's all just about, like, history and stuff. Because, I mean, 
we already know that, you know, just because the amount of time you spend with somebody doesn't exactly make you friends. We've all had roommates, I'm sure, that we've had to spend a lot of time with, especially you and I, Justin. You know, we lived in a house with 10 people at one point. And not everybody who came through that house was our friend, nope. you know, but we did spend a lot of time with them. So, I mean, your best friend is your brother. Yeah, for sure. But you like, know, but the but the thing when it that's just it. I don't right. count that because like <laughs> like the the thing of parents or like brother and sister. I mean, that's why I refer to my cousin Heather as a sister because to me she's more than just the relationship that you would have with your cousin. Do you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. So th so that's where those words hold for me. I think that eventually, I, th I think the highest honor you can have as a brother or sister to somebody. And yeah. once you're a brother or sister to somebody, because words matter, we have to make sure we, you know, it doesn't have to mean that you are blood related to them. I think that means at this point you can't get rid of them. Yeah. So say something happened between Adam and I, right? And, and we were mad at each other or whatever, or uh, I stole $20 from him and tried to keep it a secret I'll or whatever. Okay. We would definitely have legitimate issues with each other, but right. we would really just accept the fact that it's not like we're not going to ever talk again. So just get the fuck over. Yes, it. I think that's a good distinction because that's because that's usually how it happens with family, right? You, right. you get into tiffs. You could even go years without talking to each other, but eventually you both know you're coming back, you know, yes. and you do. And like uh, Chris is somebody who I've had that relationship with. With him and I have definitely had our you know disagreements through the years, but it was always just like. You know, oh, fuck you, man. I'll see you tomorrow. You know, that kind of mentality. He's really fun to disagree with. He should be on the podcast. <laughs> oh, he will be. He okay, will be within good. the next 10 days. You guys will get to, to meet Chris. You know, I Matthew. Still, I still haven't met him. Matthew waltzed into our lives in the form of caffeine. I did. Yes. Just short of a year ago. Yes. Well, I mean, in all fairness, you waltzed into my life. You came into the shop I was working at. Um, No, I bought a home and you were around it. I was going to say, we were going there quite some time before you showed I up. I think I lived in this town before you lived in this town. So you followed me here. <laughs> <laughs> I guess C words matter in this situation. It depends on how you say it. But anyway, yes, we found each other almost, almost a year ago. And I would say yeah. that Matthew is a best friend. And I yeah. would say that if he continues on this path, he'll be like brother status if he's not already. I'm doing good, guys. I mean, I, <laughs> well I on the way. Like if there was ever a breakup with Matthew, we'd still have to say hi to his mom. Justin, you know? I feel like we have a breakup like once a week. Oh, I don't feel like we have a breakup. I feel like we break week. up on the couch sometimes for like 30 minutes and then we just come back together. Um, I feel like words really matter right now. Oh, no. I, 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 thought, little, I thought we decided uh, words don't matter. Sorry. Uh, get over Sorry. it. They're just yeah. words. Get over it, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> it's for your own good. This isn't a subjective case. I'm trying to appeal no, no. to you. I, love I you thought guys. you were doing this the same. Yeah, yeah. The, the millennial household is wonderful. It it's is. A, it's a magical, it, creative place. It is. Lots of passerbys. You know, uh, when I bought this place, I really wanted it to be a place that people looked forward to going to for the company and I feel like we've really accomplished that we've made mm -hmm. a lot of choices in the what we put in the house and who we put in the house to really get there I mean I'm gonna rewind a little did we not Adam did we not plan this very oh yeah scenario? yeah we said this is gonna happen we moved to this tiny town 
The first day we walked in, sorry to cut you off, but the yeah. first day we came here, I don't even think we had moved here yet. We were just like visiting the house that you had bought. Feeling out the neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> and we went to that coffee shop for the first time. And I remember we were literally sitting there with our coffees. And I looked at Justin and I go, we're going to take this bitch over one day. <laughs> yeah. And sure enough, like we ended up being such regulars that were we like an integrated part of that coffee shop, as you remember. And then I was like, I'm going to become the mayor of this bitch. <laughs> That's right. You did say that. It's I look coming. forward to that. It's coming. I mean, Ooh. I don't know when. But. And then a car crashed through the fucking uh, front that's, of the building and almost killed what, you guys. Oh, yes. if they Google it, they might find out where we live now. <laughs> if they were First name, last name, it, car crashes through coffee shop. <laughs> yeah, a car crashed right through the front of the coffee shop that I worked at while Adam and Justin were there. And it uh, happened, what? three feet away from you? Yep. yep. We were instant <laughs> celebrities. We were like the Octomom. All of a sudden, everyone just knew who we were. Yep. Like, if the driver was going a few miles an hour faster, you might be dead. No, it's because possible. we no. had a brick wall Cinder to protect wall. us. But the other people there, because there was a mother and child in there. Oh, no. And they were right at the window. I love how I was so not where I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's not, terrible. Not, not, not the, the children. Child. <laughs> yeah, we... So we uh, we decided that in order to keep ourselves safe, because at this point anything is possible, we must always sit in that corner with the yes. center block. Is that wall. why you always that sat is in that exactly corner? Exactly why. Absolutely. Because at that first that just happened to be the most comfortable corner. Yeah. Well. Well, at first we went around. We did switch around where we sat. And then after well, because the other corner, far mm -hmm. from that, that was still by the front, had spiders. That was the spider corner. See, we just knew. We didn't See, know. See, so we your knew. corner was optimal. Well. Every time we'd walk in there and somebody was sitting in that spot, we were like, do you realize you are putting our lives in danger, sir or ma'am? Please kindly vacate the premises with your sugar milk. Yeah, Your sugar milk. Oh, you were super into keto back in those days, too. You know what? It's coming again. It'll yeah. be here. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm, t I'm taking, like, the smallest of baby steps towards that direction. I'm taking the smallest of baby steps. Adam's like, I'm interested. keeping myself alive until yes. I get to the decision of going back to keto. <laughs> and that's that's the effort I'm putting in Well, right you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yesterday it was 40 days and 40 nights, the beginning of it, until I leave for uh, Bangkok, Thailand. And so today is... 39 days. And are you going to vlog Thailand? I, I am going to vlog Thailand. You are? Because now you said it on the podcast. So now oh, the no. world knows I'm gonna, it. Well, I'm going to record it. I'm going to really make sure I'm talking to all the loyal listeners and followers because I just think it'd be a really fun little Don't venue. you fucking hesitate when you talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> there are lots of them out there, Justin. People watch this show. Oh, I know they do. I'm just trying to make sure I don't say a word that would make them not want to you know, listen to my vlog because words matter, remember? Dude, if you make a vlog, I promise you I'll watch them all. You'll get at least one view. I look very forward to editing. I've that. never seen Thailand, man. Oh, cool I'm super There's going to be blue-ass water. Is that trademarked? Can I say blue ass water? Say blue you ass can say water. Okay, blue ass water. Bow. 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 Blue ass water. I love you. I love that bow. There was a funny video that, that we watched for some back backstory here that w it was entitled Blue Ass Water on YouTube. <laughs> Check it out and you'll understand what we're talking about. Yeah. Oh. I don't, don't want to maybe when we get closer, I'll talk about what we plan on doing there and everything. But um, I, I'm curious. 
if you had to pick a yes or no answer uh-huh. to do words matter, take a vote. Let's just add up. It has to be yes or no? Only yes or no. In the grand Jeez. scheme of things, yes or no, Adam, do words matter? I'm surprised at the hesitation. Matthew. I, absolutely, yes. I vote no. Resounding yes. Does he go to Hollywood, I, Adam? Are we sending him to Hollywood? I have to say no. Why? Just wondering, why are you so torn there? To what Hollywood. was going through your head when you were trying to figure out yes or no right there? Because, because I am somebody who I really want people I know I I fail at it sometimes, but I do always want people to be comfortable around me, and I don't ever want to say something that I know is going to knowingly offend them. And I'm also somebody who words definitely offend me sometimes. Now, it tears me apart inside because I know it shouldn't. I know they're just words, and I hope to one day be better at realizing that petty shit is just petty shit. Right. But because but you're still I, human and it's still exactly, you. but I'm still human, it still affects me. So, like, that's why I was hesitant because I don't want to be a hypocrite, but at the same time, it bothers me and I know it shouldn't bother me. So, I have to say no. So, you know, the feeling is that it shouldn't, yes, matter, which so is exactly no. why I personally choose to make the decision to watch what I say or how I might joke with people just because I know how it feels. I don't expect everybody to make the same effort that I do to not let things bother me. I totally respect that answer. Even okay. though it's not my answer, yeah. I actually, I really respect how you got to it and that you were able to explain it to me. And well, thank you. <laughs> for that, I mean, I can't sit here and be like, you are wrong. You explained it right. in a very logical way that makes sense. So you're right. Yeah, but I, it just I'd doesn't like change so. that. It's a very feelsy kind of opinion, isn't it? It really has yeah. to do with feelings in this one. Yeah. More than logic. Because logically, words are just vibration of sound, right? Yes. They're nothing. But emotionally, they matter. Yeah. There yeah, is but... a uh, song from the 80s by a band called Missing Persons. Oh, did they find them? Um, no, because they're definitely gone now. Oh, no. <laughs> and she says, what are words for? Because no one listens anymore. Who oh, thought the 80s anything. would be so... Uh, the 80s so, are racist, so Justin. <laughs> They're racophobic. They're racophobic. Okay. Words matter. Call it the right thing, please. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, I think we're going to end oh, the conversation right here. This was great. We should do more three man. Yes, I would love to do more three men. Let us know if you liked it, guys. This yes. is like a, an intellectual spit roast. <laughs> oh, my. I love, I love that word. Say it again. Intellectual spit roast. <laughs> All right. Well, There's like 30 people are going to hear that. Great. <laughs> ASM, ASMW, whatever the fuck it is. There's no W in it, Adam. <laughs> I always think there's a fucking there's W. There's no W. That okay. Is All right. Let him do his outro. Okay. Okay. He's so, trying to do the outro. <laughs> so, thank you, everybody, for listening today. We appreciate it. We hope you've enjoyed listening to three of us on the podcast today. If the audio sounds a little fucking weird, I'm sorry. I'm still trying to figure out the audio leveling business, but don't worry. It's going to get better over time. Spit roast. Remember, remember you can follow us on all the social media Stop. accounts. 
And also, and I need you to be quiet for this one, Justin, we have a Patreon that you can donate to. That's www.patreon.com forward slash hardly millennial. Check us out. Donate money. Any final thoughts, Justin? One more. Uh, he just zipped his lips closed because words matter. Any final thoughts, Matthew? <laughs> I'll, I'll take it away for you. I'll <laughs> show you how it's done, brother. Alrighty, guys. We appreciate you listening. Like, comment, subscribe, and we will see you on the next one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.